Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Talk Junkies, where tonight's going to be a very interesting night, as it is each and every single week here at Talk Junkies. Uh, it's just me tonight. Johnny and Jesse got some obligations that they're taking care of, and we will see if they'll be back next week. Until that time, it's uh, just me this evening. Last week, we had Carl over. I didn't do a video on YouTube. It's been a couple weeks since we posted on that. Two weeks ago, we did our 200th episode, had some issues with my computer. Last week... You can tune into 200th podcast, but it's only going to be on Spotify and iTunes. So if you haven't checked that out here on YouTube yet, just slide over to you, uh, Spotify or iTunes. Check out Talk Junkies. Listen to the episode on there. The audio is messed up. We recorded with our webcam audio, not our Roadcaster Pro. So the audio is a little iffy on that. But we are good this week for episode 201. And no better person to bring on for episode 201 mm-hmm. than... One of the best guests to ever join Talk Junkies. Dan, what's going on, my man? Not too much, man. Not too much. Just been enjoying life. I can see you're happy to be back on the podcast, man. <laughs> I, I am. I am. It's always good to be here. Oh, I yeah. love I love catching up with y'all. Definitely, man. It's always a pleasure to have you on, and we're going to talk about some very interesting things tonight. Um, we've been hitting up inflation quite a bit the past few weeks, inflation and, and just... Uh, minimum wage and all that type of stuff. I know Johnny's going uh, pretty hard on that just for worker rights. But tonight we're going to hit it a little different. And I think this does a little bit tie into uh, inflation, but we're not going to go down that route. Tip, uh, I guess, per se, we're going to actually hit the Green New Deal. Um, this is something that I think maybe started with Obama with the amount of solar that he was trying to push in, into his policy I remember whenever he came into office, he was making those massive fields of solar panels. I forget which state, Arizona or whatever, um, where they were trying to, you know, just go green. You know, you go down to Texas, you see all these windmills, you see states trying to go green, I guess. And I don't necessarily see anything wrong with that, Dan. And and, um, in the short scheme of things, to try and take a load off of coal and oil and natural gas. But I think at the pace that they want to, to take this, this they're they're trying to get rid of fossil fuel within the next what five ten years or a, even shorter amount of time. Yeah, shorter amount of time than that, and and they're pushing it really really hard without without really paying attention to the science. Um, you know the the thing is is that and and I'm glad you said fossil fuels because that is that is one of the things that we've been fed that it's a total lie. Um, you know, we got this idea that that uh, um, all this oil comes from dinosaurs that died, you know, millions of years ago, and it's been needing to use millions of years for us to get the oil. No, that's not what happens. Scientists will tell you that that the the Earth is producing oil faster than we're using it at our current rate. Like like if we continue using oil at the rate that we're going, the Earth will have no trouble keeping up. And the other thing, too, that, that's interesting about it is, you know, oil, this, this petroleum that we're, that we're pulling up out of the ground is carbon-based, right? It is coming from, from plant material and stuff, but the thing is, is that that carbon has been taken out of circulation, right? We're carbon-based life forms. Trees and plants are carbon-based life forms. And so carbon is a necessary product that all of us need. Those plants, you know, this Green New Deal is talking about reducing our carbon footprint. Those plants are on the verge of death as we speak. 
you know, before the Industrial Revolution started, one of the things that, that uh, you know, they talk about is that, that CO2 at the beginning of the Industrial Revolution was at about 200 parts per million, right? At 200 parts per million, plants are, are right there at all plants except for grass die at 180 parts per million, right? So, so that's a that's a small gap compared to what we've done since then. Right now, we're up to what four hundred and fifty parts per million because of all of the all of the carbon that we've been pumping into the atmosphere. <clears throat> you know, especially the CO two. But the the interesting thing about that is, at four hundred and fifty parts per million, you and I feel no ill effects from that. There's no problem for us. But the plants do a lot better. And if we were to move that all the way up to 1,000 or 1,500 or 2,000 parts per million, you and I would have no ill effects from that. You know, like um, um, in, in uh, these spacecraft and in uh, submarines and stuff, they have a, a limit on how much CO2 they can allow in there. They have alarms and filters and all that stuff. And the submarines limit the CO2, the CO2 is considered to be at a dangerous level at 8,000 parts per million. Now, it's not because at 8,000 parts per million, you're going to die. It's just that at 8,000 parts per million, you begin to start having some function, some brain function problems. You begin to lose track of what you're doing. You can't concentrate. And that's really not something that you want when people are dealing with military equipment or space equipment, right? You know, but 8,000, the, the distance between 2,000 parts per million and 8,000 parts per million is huge. And we're not right? even close to that yet. Right. We're not anywhere close to that. And the reason that I keep mentioning 2,000 parts per million, 1,000, 2,000 parts per million, we're at 450 now. At 1,000 parts per million is where plants, most plants other than grass, begin to thrive. That's where they start to do really well. And at 2,000 parts per million, there they are. There is more CO2 there available to them than they than they can readily consume. They are they are in a in a plentiful state, right? So they are not stressed at all. As a matter of fact, a lot of greenhouses. The reason we get so much fruits and vegetables year round that you we shouldn't be able to get is because of greenhouses. A lot of them are grown in greenhouses. And so, you know, you can get all kinds of tomatoes year-round, all kinds of different flowers year-round. And those, those greenhouses, they pump CO2 in a lot of, in, into a lot of them at 2,000 parts per million. And people don't have to go in there in, in space suits and walk around and do all that stuff. They can just walk in and out and work in that environment. And there's no, there's no ill effects that they're going to feel. And, you know, there's... I know I'm moving really fast with all this stuff and, and, you know, this is a lot of information to process and, you know, I've been thinking about this and, and, and putting this all together, um, over time. So, you know, I know I'm putting it out there really quick, but, but it's, it's an interesting thing when you, when you stop and you think about the sequence, we were at 200 parts per million. We've moved to 450 parts per million, Right. Okay, at a thousand parts per million, if we continue to go at a thousand parts per million, there's a very good potential for us 
to to get to the point where plants are able to survive well enough that we can almost eliminate crop failures and famines due to drought and other things like that. Because right now, plants, if you talk to, to scientists, one of the things that they'll tell you is that right now, because of the low CO2 levels, plants have trouble absorbing enough CO2. And so in order to do that, they have pores in their leaves that they have to open really, really wide. And when they do that, they lose a lot of, of water, right? So they're, they're desperately in need of water all the time. I would be as two levels rise. The plants don't need as much water because would, they're not they're not expelling it. Okay, so when, yeah. So when the you're talking about when the first in, in industrial revolution, right? At, that's when it was right. okay. So this is like what 1930s, 1920s. No, this was the, when we talk about the industrial revolution. We're talking about about right about 1800. Okay, 1800. When the when the when the steam engine came out. Now now CO two levels didn't didn't like spike. You know, they didn't really start going up until I think the the uh, the 30s or 40s, something like that. That's when they really started to rise. But, you know, about the beginning of the Industrial Revolution is the number that a lot of the, the scientists and everything like to use as being 200 parts per million because there was a, a gentle increase for a while because of the amount of coal and other things that were being burned. So just a quick question, though, and I'm just curious. So before the first Industrial Revolution, we you were saying it was right around 200 parts per million, right? Or two, right. 250. So I'm curious, there was a long period of time that human history was allowed to thrive and survive in that type of environment where plants grew. And I, I guess the population wasn't as big and agriculture wasn't as massive. So I guess that's what allowed them to do that when it was at such a low level of CO2. Do you see where I'm kind of, what I'm kind of saying? I'm just curious, like, is it's beneficial for us to rise CO2 whenever there's a large amount of population because the demand for food and crop and stuff like that is such significantly higher. What I guess what I'm saying is before the first industrial revolution, they were able to thrive because there wasn't that much demand at 200 parts per million. Does that make sense? Oh, the plants were able to, to the, the plants, well, the plants were still stressed at that, at that point. And so that's part of the reason why, um, I believe, and I think the science will probably back this up, that, that um, a lot of the reason that, that there, weren't, there was not a plentiful supply of, of, of agricultural products, why subsistence farming was the way that people went. And it wasn't just because of the tools that everybody was using. It was that you know, the land just couldn't produce it because the CO2 levels were so low. You know, at 200 parts per million, it's, it's sort of like you and I being in a pool of water and, and only being able to come up for breath, just barely come up, you know, to where the water's just, just right there at our face, you know? So we got to breathe really quick and, and really carefully, you know, the, the plants are sort of at, at that point where any kind of, any little bit of change can be enough to just throw everything out of whack, okay. you know, kill off a whole, a whole crop from just a, a small weather incident. Okay. You know, because, because with, with the, the small amount of CO2 that they, that they're, that they're, you know, struggling to get, they can't produce, they can't produce the food that they need to survive through the winter as well. They can't produce or, or they lose uh, water, you know, excessively. So if there's, if there's a, um, just a mild drought, 
it can be enough to destroy an you know an entire year's worth of a crop. So I guess the next question would be, and I don't want to go too far off topic, sorry, but I'm trying to no. just picture in my head like what it means whenever we see these parts per million increase, like you're like you're talking about. And for me, I think it's kind of hard to judge what type of future that would be like if we were, let's say, to hit a thousand or fifteen hundred or two thousand parts per million where these plants thrive. I guess, like you said, science backs you up, and these greenhouse these greenhouses suggest that that's where plants thrive and survive. But when you're talking about a massive scale like the earth, I guess my question would be, is that the result of more natural disasters? Is that why we're seeing more tornadoes, hurricanes, um, such wild weather? Or do you take that to the conspiracy side where you say the government's doing weather manipulation, which there's pretty, pretty, uh, there's quite a bit of evidence to suggest that as well with you see videos on YouTube of them making clouds where this dude's at a, a place that NASA allegedly and they just making clouds and then it starts raining and people say, well, they can't control the weather, but it's been talked about. So I guess what I'm saying is, would you accredit parts per million going up to 2000? Would that increase natural disasters or is it more a conspiracy take that it's actually the government that's manip- manipulating weather to make that happen? Well, I think there's another, I think there's another um, facet of that to look at as well is that, is that there's a possibility that, weather has not gotten worse it's just that reporting on it has gotten better okay now there I, there is definitely something going on with the government manipulating the weather because you know the, there's been there's been plenty of of evidence that's come out about the planes that they fly over that are spraying the chemicals in the air like you mentioned those machines that they have that can pump out clouds massive clouds too and not you know, not just little puffs of clouds, but massive clouds that that are able to to drop huge amounts of precipitation, and you know, block out the sun and change the temperature in certain areas. You know, so that's definitely part of it as well. But you know, if we were to move the CO two level up that much, I don't think it's going to have a, a huge effect on the weather because CO two is not a major greenhouse gas. That's one of the other things that we've been lied to about. You know the the main the main mover the main the main thing that has the most effect on the weather is the sun. That is the number one thing that affects the weather. Okay, the, when we start talking about greenhouse gases, it's important to remember that you know a greenhouse doesn't heat itself. You know, I mean, some of them have heaters in them, but you know, if we're just talking about a traditional greenhouse. It's heated by the sun. So at night, that greenhouse cools off. Right? The earth does not generate its own energy. It does not generate its own heat. All that heat is coming from the sun. So when we start talking about the earth heating up, the earth heating up, the earth is, is not heating up, and it's not better insulated than it's, than it's been before because CO2's effect on temperature and insulation and, and as a greenhouse gas is minimal. The real mover, as far as greenhouse gases is concerned, is water vapor. That's the main greenhouse gas, and it it is it has more of an effect, more of a of of an effect on the weather than all the other greenhouse gases combined. CO two just gets talked about because it's one that they can point to that goes with their other agenda. Okay, this is the this is that whole new world agenda with the economy and everything. CO two goes goes with that because 
when they start talking about CO2 as a greenhouse gas, they can talk about coal, natural gas, cars. They can talk about all of those things, which you can't talk about when you're talking about water vapor. You know, well, we need to control the oceans. There's too much water vapor. It's like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. But they can start talking about all the things that we're doing and we're the bad guys and we're causing all this problem when really and truly CO2 has almost, it, it's a negligible effect as far as greenhouse gases are concerned. There's, there's scientists who've done studies as far as, as far as um, um, like uh, Venus. Venus has, has a huge amount of CO2. So, so Venus should have a tremendous greenhouse effect, right? But what they found is, is that the, the temperature at, at the, the, the outside uh, atmosphere on Venus is higher than the temperature at the surface, if I remember correctly. <clears throat> so the, the, the sun heats up that outer atmosphere, but as you move down in, in further where the CO2 is at a higher concentration and should be doing its absolute greenhousey effect most, it's not there. So the science just does not back it up. But what does back it up is the agenda. And the agenda is to take away the, the, um, our use of, of all of these great machines that we've made and this accessible energy. I mean, the, petroleum is a fantastic energy source. It's, it's easy to find. It's easy to refine. It's easy to transport. And it can be used in a tremendous number of forms. You know, pretty much everything that you can refine from petroleum is is usable either as an energy source or usable as, as something else. Now, we've begun to make things that, that are environmentally little bit toxic and some of that some of that uh, petroleum if it's if it's poured out on the ground in in large volumes can be a bad thing but generally you know petroleum is is really a a fantastic thing that the earth produces that we've been able to master and use i mean people would be people are still starving in africa but you know they would be they would be so much worse off if it weren't for for petroleum there's no way that they're ever going to be able to to go to solar and wind in in a place like Africa. Right. You know, there's too much population spread out over too huge an area. You know, you can't you can't lay out the wires and do all that stuff to to do everything for for you know solar panels and and wind. You got to put it in a tanker truck and take it to the people. And you just can't you know you just can't do that with with you know, all these other generating, you know, generating, uh, um, things like solar and wind. You just can't do that. So, uh, I think like, so it, it, when you look at ga gasoline and you look at cars and you look at the impacts that it has on large population cities, you look at places like China, um, Shanghai, they're large population areas, right? In Los Angeles, for example, you, in, in maybe not so much New York. I don't know if I've really heard about it in New York, but, uh, just the air quality and mm -hmm. the, the smugginess and you can't really see and hazy and, and they, they credit that to the amount of, you know, CO2s or whatever the emissions are that gas or that car, cars are pumping out. You would attest that 
that is just the technology. That is our cars not being technologically advanced to be able to use the petroleum or the gas to efficiently use it and dispose of it out of the exhaust to where you don't have that type of issue. Right. Because that's what people are, their, their main thing is going to be. Well, look at China, man. Like, look at all these places where there's a lot of cars and you just see this massive amount of waste going into the air. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the thing, too, is, is that, is that um, the environmental regulations prevent people from being able to, to, to invent machines that burn that fuel more efficiently. Like a diesel engine, a diesel engine puts out more visible um, uh, smoke and pollution, right? I don't even want to call it pollution, but it puts out, it puts out more visible smoke. But that, that, but that machine more efficiently burns the fuel that it uses. A gasoline engine um, burns at about 30% efficiency. So when you spark that, that gas, that gasoline, and ignite it inside the engine, only about 30% of it burns in the cylinder. The rest of it burns on the way out. So that's so, an issue. Right. So, that so can be fixed. You know, we're wasting it. Right. Right. Those machines could be made much more efficient, but we have all these regulations in place that that and the the fact that the corporations are not interested in moving that stuff forward, you know, they don't profit. They're not going to profit from that, you know, changing something that they've already that they've already built. That's why you know we're we're only just now getting to electric cars. You know, not that I'm a a, a huge proponent of those, but you know, electric cars have been around for a long, long time and no one's ever taken them yeah. seriously until early, now. Early 1900s, they had electric cars. Mm-hmm. But people fail to realize that, that still requires energy and that still requires coal and, and gas. And you know what I'm saying? Well, maybe not gas, but coal for sure. And granted, we have an abundance of that. And if you look on Google, you have an alleged like 2,000 more years or something crazy like that of, of coal left. But mm-hmm. electric, <clears throat> electricity or electric cars don't necessarily change the game for the Green New Deal, which is what they're pushing what is what is the main purpose of the Green New Deal then? And I know you talked about agenda briefly um, <clears throat> before we got into that discussion about just um, China or whatever. But what's the true agenda like? Why do they want? Why all of a sudden? And maybe not all of a sudden, but why are they pushing so hard now to do this? And you look at, and I guess this is where we can segue into oil. And you see that gas prices are high. Granted, they've been this high in two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Is it a money grab or is this the the Green New Deal? And what's the agenda behind it? It is a money grab, and and the it the Green New Deal is a part is is part of that agenda, and part of that 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 agenda is to bring the United States to its knees, because the United States, even with all the stuff that we've given up and and exported and and stopped doing, we're still thirty percent of the world economy. Right, we're thirty percent of the world economy, and what is what is uh, three hundred and fifty million out of out of seven seven billion? Yeah, I right. We're we're. I, I I'm not doing the math on that yeah, very me, well. Me neither. <laughs> I'm not either. I so, so yeah. I mean, we're a small portion of that of that population. We're a very small portion. We make up thirty percent of the world economy, and they want to get us under control because. Everywhere else in the world is run by these by these elites, by these people who have been able to keep their populations under control. And if America is allowed to continue 
and we get back to the way that we started off and we get back to the constitution. So you knew I'd get that in there, didn't you? Oh yeah. If we get back to the constitution, America would rule the world and we would never have to fire a shot. We would never have to do it militarily, but we would be able to rule the world because we would be hands down the most powerful economy and the most thriving economy. And we would be able to feed the world and we would be able to bring everybody up. But see, the thing is, is that, is that when you bring people up, when you begin to, to allow people to have access to all this stuff, you can't control them anymore. You know, scarcity is one of the things that has to happen in order for people to be able to control. They have to, the, the John D Rockefeller came up with the idea of fossil fuels because he wanted to make everybody think with his, with his, uh, um, uh, standard oil. He wanted everybody to think that, that, you know, this was something that was in short supply. There's not enough of it. It's, it's literally, they used to, they used to just drill and, you know, the, oil would come up out of the ground and they'd dance around while the oil was just spraying everywhere. Right. It's, it's not scarce. The earth is producing it faster than we're using it. But he was so, he was so keen on this agenda of making sure that, that, um, he pushed this idea of petroleum being a scarce thing, this fossil fuels that he used the dinosaur to be his, um, his, mascot or or whatever you want to call it for his Sinclair oil. No, no, I, mean, I just, never even thought about it like that. <clears throat> yeah, they 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 keep they keep pushing all this stuff to make it seem like there's scarcity. There is no scarcity right now as far as oil is concerned. That's all made up. These high oil prices that we're paying and everything like that, it's completely made up. You know, the the Biden opening the the um, the strategic reserves is just a ploy in order to reduce them down so that when the prices go up more, he can say there's nothing I can do about it. Because where did where's where's the oil? It's just people choosing to shut it down. They've been given the green light to shut it down and put the screws to us because we are the prize. America is the prize. There's no other country on the face of the planet that comes anywhere close to competing with us on any level. You know, once you get down below that 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 just bare top crust of of these other countries, there is no place on the planet that comes close to comparing to America. No place. Not even Canada. Not even any tr- any of those places in in Europe. None of them can compete with us, period, hands down. We've got them on every single level. And the thing is, is that is that, that is, is something that these elites in Europe and, and in Asia, they just can't abide that. They cannot put up with that. Because at any moment in time, somebody like Donald Trump would get into office and go off the rails with with their whole plan, you know. He got rid of the uh, of the um, the North America Trade Agreement, right? Which was a big boondoggle anyway. And was was uh, I don't remember if he got everything done with the with the Trans Pacific Agreement as well. But that whole thing needed to be revamped. I mean, literally, if we had somebody come in. And say, you know what? It's time for America to, to get its house in order. 
we're going to just put a big wall around the whole place. If you're not from here, if you're not an American, you have to leave. You just got to go right now. You got 30 days, pack your stuff, get out. You know, we're putting them all around the place. Nobody's coming in. If Americans want to leave, they can go anywhere they want. And any country on the planet, you're under notice that if an American wants to come to your, to your place, they're going to come in. You're just going to put up with it and you're going to make sure they're safe while they're there. Or you're going to have to answer to us. We're going to get all our stuff straight. And when we do, you know, daddy's home and we're going to take care of everything because we have the power, the intelligence and the drive to do all of that. No other place on the planet has that. You know, that's why everybody wants to come here. Okay. Americans want to go other places to do what? Sit on the beach. That's what they want to do. Everybody else wants to come here to make a living, to make a life, to make some money. You know, because we have a thriving economy and there's always someone, even with all the screws they've put to us, even with all the weight that they've put on us, even with all the regulations and everything that they've done to try and deny us the ability to make a living and to thrive and to prosper, people still figure out ways to do it. And that's, America is the place for that to happen. As soon as we get all of those, all of those burdens taken off of us, as soon as we get ourselves back in line with the Constitution and get the, con get the, the government in line with the Constitution and start booting all these traitors out, you know, especially all these ones who are in the, in the Congress, you know, just about everybody who's in the Congress ought to be, ought to be prosecuted as a traitor and, and at least, at minimum, booted out of the country and never allowed back in. But as soon as we get the, the government back in line with the Constitution, the world will be a better place. America will be fantastic, but the world will be a better place because America is the pathway that the world needs to be on. And it was that way for a long time. And mm -hmm. I'm very curious on, on how uncorrupted our government was for, you know, from 1776 and on. You could probably go back and find out, find out some people who were corrupt. But either way, whether or not they were corrupt, they did create the Constitution, which was it's a beautiful thing. But I, I I agree with you, man. Like we are that pathway, and we're that dream for everyone, you know. And we live that dream every day, knowing that we that we're in the dream, and we can do anything that it is that we want. We just have to put our minds to it, and we can achieve it. And not a lot of other countries have that type of opportunity. And specifically with the Green New Deal, it, I kind of see where you're going with this: is that they're trying to take that away, and and they're mm -hmm. pushing very aggressively. And how convenient that, a, you know, Joe Biden wins with the most votes ever, which I don't think anyone can jump on board with that and say that that was legitimate. That's the kind of shit that makes me believe, like, regardless of what was going to happen, the people that are in power, including people who are in Congress, they wanted this is this is the plan. Mm -hmm. And it's happening on their terms and their time. And the Green New Deal is this next big thing. And it, and it's all it's all coincided, man. And it's crazy that they. That's why. That's the agenda, to take away the American dream. That's the Green New Deal. If you look right. at it from a scientific standpoint, and if it, anyone who just jumped in at 30 minutes or whatever, go back to the beginning of the podcast and listen to Dan explain about CO2. And, and again, I, I could probably pull up some sources, and I probably should have some sources on this video in the description below for people to check out those, you know, so that they can read it for themselves. 
about the CO2 and stuff like that. It's a sham, man. It's a sham. Mm -hmm. It's the greatest transfer of wealth since COVID-19. We printed more money than ever since 2019. And like you said, that's that's the money being printed. That's not the money that is being transferred from the Federal Reserve to banks with ones and zeros through through the internet. Right. We have no idea how much money gets transferred to these banks and because it's just it's just a few keystrokes and and it's done. You know, and and it's not anything that will that we would probably ever see. We we don't even know how much money is actually in in circulation when you start counting that digital, you know, the digital currency not the you know not the cryptocurrency or anything like right. that, but just the the dollar bills that are yeah. that are totally within uh, a computer. Well, you just you, you go back to what was it in, in two thousand one? You know, um, September eleventh and all that shit. I know there was a lot of money that just went missing out of thin air mm-hmm. through the computers, whatever. It, it, I never thought about it like this, Dan. And you put it in a good perspective, man. That the Green New Deal is a front to take away America. Yep. This, yep. That's crazy. That's crazy to think about. Um, you see the World Economic Forum and Charles Schwab, and they just had their summit, uh, the World Economic Forum 2022 summit, like last week. And it's it's happening very quickly, man. And it's just crazy to me. It I don't know necessarily if all the politicians, what, 400 in Congress, 200 in Senate, right? So 600 people. Mm-hmm. Not including, like, the House Speaker and all that shit. 600 people, I guess 600 people compared to 325 million isn't, I guess it's not uncorruptible, right? 600, 600 people. That'd probably be fairly easy to do. And the ones who nope. aren't, and the, and the ones who aren't, I mean, you just, you call them a crackpot, right? You say, hey, you're crazy, man. You're just coming up here saying crazy shit. We don't, whatever, you know? And then people, you know, we get their propaganda going. I don't know. It's just a well-oiled machine that whoever is creating this Green New Deal and Charles Schwab probably isn't the main dude. He's just, he's just the talking guy, right? It's crazy that they've created this well-oiled machine that has brainwash people into believing all of this stuff man and the american mm-hmm. american dream is slipping away and that pathway that you talk about is slowly dissipating dude this is nuts this is fucking what? nuts man this is crazy and it's all well, ha- it's happening right in front of us and nothing's happening dude i know QAnon says that oh my god like something's happening and all this shit's gonna happen and everything undercover you got these really good it's like it's like a it's like a marvel movie right with the QAnon shit that we're magically going to win, but I don't, that's not happening. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't know, man. Well, you want to, you want to talk about something really crazy with all of that is that, is that what we're seeing now is something that's been going on for over a hundred years. When I start talking about John D Rockefeller and Andrew Carnegie and all of these and JP Morgan, you know, they had the agenda. They're the ones who created you know, the education system that that we have, they're the ones who created the Federal Reserve. They're the ones who came up with the idea of the IRS and and income tax and all of that stuff. They're the ones who pushed that agenda. But those guys are dead. How, I mean, <clears throat> they started it all. So they started it they're, the they're the ones who made the Great Depression happen. The Great Depression was not an accident. The great, the great depression was something that was created and they're trying to do it again. That's part of what we've got going on here is that if they, if they strap you and me enough, if they keep putting enough pressure on you and me to where, to where I'm sitting here and I'm going, man, uh, you know what? I, I, 
it's not even worth it for me to go to work. I can't pay enough. I, it's going to cost me more in gas to drive back and forth to work every day than, than I'm going to make. It's just not worth it. You know, the economy grinds to a halt. And the next thing you know, you know, we're in, we're in this, this great depression all over again. And everybody's talking about, well, it happened because of COVID. And it's like, no, no, it didn't. It happened because the government decided to put the screws to us as far as the oil supply is concerned. It's not like it's not like there's been this magic thing where where suddenly all this oil disappeared. There's more oil now than there has ever been. The earth is producing oil faster than we use it. The, the, I've heard people talk about it, and I, and I don't know the, the actual source of where I heard this. This was a, a really long time ago, but they said there was a documentary or something or, or, or the other where it was like a guy worked in the oil company and they would drill this oil and they would deplete the, the oil well, right? And he said, mm-hmm. we, we would go back, you know, I, I again, I don't remember exactly what he said, but it, he said we'd go back like a year later or a few months later and it would be completely full. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, it, in people don't see that because they're too involved with mainstream media and, and maybe not even mainstream media, but even alternative media, because a lot of people don't report on this. And if they do, maybe they're not well-informed. I'm not saying that I am. It's, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's Dan. just, it's, the thing is, is that, is that nobody's willing to, 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 to go against, like you have people who call themselves scientists and they're not, they're pushing a political agenda. So right. they've stopped being scientists. As soon as you begin pushing a political agenda, you cannot call yourself a scientist anymore. You're not. Because science is all about making a statement and then doing everything that you can to disprove it. You know, here's what here's what seems to be true to me. Let me see if I can poke holes in this. Let me see where how hard I have to push this in order for it to 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 show me that it's wrong. Right? But they're not doing that. What they're doing is they're saying See, this is this is what I think is true, and this is this is all the reasons why what I'm saying is correct. It's like, well, that's that's all great and everything, but all of those are really weak arguments. You know, when you start talking about CO two, when you start when when these when these scientists start talking about CO two and methane and and uh, um, you know nitrous, you know the 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 uh, the the nitrogen compounds and, and all of those different things that they start talking about as greenhouse gases, those have a negligible effect compared to water vapor. Water vapor has, is, is the greenhouse gas hands down period. That's it. That is the greenhouse gas, you know? And if you've ever been to South Carolina or new Orleans or, or Florida in the summertime, you know, that's the case. You know, because if you go down there in the middle of the night, you know, it's been it's been 90 degrees during the day in the middle of the night at at, at 75 or 80 percent humidity. The temperature will not get down below 80 degrees. You know, it's pitch black dark. And the temperature is not dropping hardly at all. And then in the daytime, you know, it, it only gets up to 90 degrees, but it feels like it's 120 because that that water vapor is just holding in all of that heat it's got no place to go then you go out to someplace like phoenix arizona and you're standing out there in 115 degrees and it's like man wow i can i can sweat this doesn't this doesn't feel that bad at all water vapor 
is it. Common Water sense. Water is the greenhouse gas. Common sense, right? Mm-hmm. You can see it. You can feel it. You can be a part of it. Being aware of your surroundings and seeing what weather has to offer. And people rely on Channel 9 News, Channel 5, Channel 4. Mm-hmm. What is it that Brian Busby has to say? You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, that's what we rely on. Like, you're not... You can be taught meteorology and you can be taught about these things, but it's like you don't have to be taught. Just go out into nature and, and see and be a part of it and understand it, you know? And I'm not saying I do that, but that's how you just described it. Like right. go out on a hot summer day and then and then what happens in Florida when it's hot that one night and then it rains the next day? Then it you know, I, you know, I don't know, man. Well, and this the is thing too is is that is that the the weather system that we have is so incredibly complex. You know, as far as as far as how everything moves around and the weather and the and you know um, the the way that the air moves and, and is so complex that a lot of these a lot of these meteorologists have studied this stuff for years and they still can't accurately predict in the morning what the weather will be like in the afternoon. They just can't do it. You know, I mean, it's regularly happening that these weather guys are off by five or ten degrees. Well not usually 10 degrees, but like five degrees on their predictions. Okay. So we can say, well, five degrees is not that big a deal. Okay. This guy went to college. This is supposed to be a science. He's a meteorologist. Meteorology is a science supposedly. And now we're going to say that, that this guy can't accurately predict within one or two degrees what the temperature will be in the afternoon. But scientists are, are able to tell us, you know, a year or two years or five years or 10 years down the road, what the weather is going to be like, what the climate is going to be like and, and how it's being impacted. And I'm just to say, no, no, you can't even get it right from the morning to the afternoon. I'm not going to trust you for what you think is going to happen next year, especially when you completely discount the, the number one effector of the weather, which is the sun. You know, we, we, talk all this stuff about greenhouse gases and greenhouse gases. Well, the sun is the one that's dictating how warm the the planet is. You know, CO2 levels over the course of, of the planet's history have gone up and down and up and down. And they don't always, you know, there have been times where the planet has been extremely warm and CO2 levels have been pretty low. And there's been other times when the when the uh, the temperature has been pretty low and the CO2 levels have been pretty high. And who knows what the sun's going through in those times? Right. That's the that's the thing. It's like I don't know that there's an act that scientists have an accurate way of of being able to say what the sun was doing at the time. You know, they can do those core samples and and read the the atmospheric gases from you know that you know that time period. But I don't know that they have any way of being able to say what the sun was doing other than looking at, at the patterns that it's doing now. But, I mean, that's where, that's where we get all this effect coming from. But it's easy to distract us. And, I mean, you know, I have no doubt that, that, that the government is affecting the weather, you know, is doing things to affect the weather. Whether they can actually manipulate it, you know, and I, and I say that like, you know, when I talk about manipulating, I'm mean like, you know, being able to come in there and consciously say, I'm going to get this to do this thing and, ha- and being successful at it. So rather than just, you know, tampering with something, you know, they pump out all these clouds and right. who knows where they're going to go. 
you know, but they pump out all these clouds and they spray all this stuff in the atmosphere and they don't necessarily, I don't think they, I don't think they have a, a good enough understanding to know exactly what's going to happen with all that, you know, so I don't, I don't know that I, I, I buy that they're manipulating it, but I do think that, that they're using every bit of propaganda that they can pumping out as many stories as they can about all this terrible weather and everything so they can hang it on this climate change nonsense. You know, if the climate is changing, which it always does, it always has, you know, we've never, we've never been in a, in a, a period of time where, where the climate has been static. It's always changing. The sun goes through cycles. The earth changes its, its, its orbit. The, 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 the poles on the earth switch, you know, the rotation of the earth changes. All of those things make a difference as far as the weather's concerned. And that doesn't fit with the agenda. You know, talking about all that stuff doesn't fit with the agenda. We just need to talk about the fact that what you're doing, Paul, you're driving that car around and you're pumping out that CO2 and, and it's all your fault that, that all these bad weather things are happening. You know, oh man, I feel so. I I feel terrible about that. Maybe I should do something. I should reduce my carbon footprint. And the trees all over the world are saying, "Please, Paul, don't do that. You're killing us." <laughs> exactly. When, right. When in short, what's truly happening is you're no longer going to have that car. You're going to live in virtual reality, mm -hmm. the meta or whatever you want to call it, and you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. You know that's what they're that's that's what they're propagating to us right now. You know, and it's and it's slowly what's happening, and that's scary, man. I know in America it would take a little bit longer for them to actually put this into fruition to where it actually happens because there's so many people who aren't on board with it. Uh, conservatives, if you want to call them whatever, the right right wing people or whatever they are, like they're the they're the last standing backbone of America, honestly. And I'm not saying that I'm politically conservative. Or that I agree with what Republicans say, but in, in all honest opinion, they're the the last standing fight for America. Uh -huh. And yep. if if they go down and the propaganda eventually washes into their head, man, we're fucked. And this is the Green New Deal will take over, and we'll be China, and China will be the the ruler of every of everything. Well, China, and and here's the here's the the interesting thing is that is that. China plays a critical role in all of this stuff, but the people who have pinned all of their hopes on China don't know enough about history to understand who it is they're dealing with. Okay. China is not to be trusted. If you've ever read the art of war, if you've ever read any of any of this stuff that comes out of China, the whole thing about China is to be deceptive, is to deceive. In Chinese culture, Chinese Chinese culture is a low trust culture. You know, people over there do not trust each other. You're within your family, and your family is is this tight unit. But everybody outside your family is not someone to be trusted. You have to you have to earn that trust pretty much on a daily basis. Any products that you buy, you expect to be swindled when you're in China. That's Chinese just expect that. You know, that's why that's why when they come over here, you know, they get such a, a bad reputation as far as, you know, the, the way that they 
deal with people with customers and stuff you know they're not very customer service oriented and 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 stuff like that that's that's the culture over there in china deception is is one of the 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 key things if they can get over on you then that's good they win you lose okay you go now <laughs> but that's the that's the one thing that's missing in these new world order these new world order morons think that they're going to dangle dollars in front of the chinese and the chinese are going to lap those up the chinese are going to lap those up but they're calculating the whole point in time where the balance tips and they can go okay now we own you because everybody's been sitting there saying, hey, China is, China is, you know, this poor country. They're backwards. They're stupid. You know, they're lazy. And yeah, yeah, they are. But they're also, they're also calculating and deceptive. And you've pumped all this money in there and you've done all this stuff. And they have no appreciation for that. You know, the Chinese government is using slave labor. The Chinese government is pushing their, their, their people, you know, as hard as they possibly can and continuing on with their agenda and there's going to come that point in time where they tell the new world order people where they're like yeah you know you guys don't have any factories anymore they're all here and um yeah we're not exporting anything you know here's the deal from now on is that anything that you want there's a premium on it and we're only going to sell to these particular countries right the Chinese, the Chinese are, are just a few years away from being able to start dictating stuff like that. Yeah. Now, America, America is it because of the way that we have always been. We're like the only place that would be able to survive something like that, because if if China cut us off, if China cut us off tomorrow, that would be the best thing that ever happened. That would be the best thing for us because everybody would be like, hey, this is great. I'm going to go out and start making this. we got plenty of people who can make everything that that we're importing from China right now. You know, it's not like it, it would happen tomorrow, but those industries would all come back because the, the know-how and the, and the will to do that is here. That doesn't exist in other countries around the world. Because those other places, those those people have been under the foot of an authoritarian government their whole lives for generations. That for since since those countries were founded, and I'm talking about I'm talking about Europe as well as the rest of the world. You know, all those countries over in Europe are authoritarian dictatorships. You know, they're dressed up as something different because people can vote. Ooh, yeah, yeah, no, that's that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. And we may have been, I'm not saying we're in an authoritative dictatorship, but I think, our, again, I'm to the belief that our government's been corrupted for quite a while now, but they've still gave it, they've still allowed us, and, and maybe we, okay, I'm not saying that they allowed it, but <clears throat> the insides of the Constitution has existed for such a long time where we've been able to grasp on and maybe mm -hmm. we're on the last thread type of thing with the Constitution, where we're about to we're about to completely drown, but we're not quite there yet. Like our heads almost submerged with our nose, we're barely breathing type of thing, because of the Constitution exists, and that's why it exists. Mm -hmm. And in those other countries, you're right, they don't. And I'm right there with you, man. They've it, got nothing. 
Yeah. They don't have anything to I know, hold on to. I know. And, and you not, know? not only that, but like, I don't know, man. It's just, it's, I'm very grateful to be, to be born, to have been born in this country. Mm-hmm. And at a time. It is, it is an absolute blessing. And, you know, this, go ahead. No, I, I don't know. It's just crazy that <clears throat> the influence of China and we've had uh, John Kleizek on uh, the school world order. And we talked about how, you know, he's talked about how the Chinese social credit system has made it way, has made its way into the United States. So what that means is their influence is very strong. Mm-hmm. And I was, and I forget, I was talking with someone else and they said, um, if you look at some of the universities in America, they're, um, they're led by Chinese teachers and I don't know how true this is. You know, I just, I talk to a lot of people. I hear a lot of stuff. So I need to back it up with evidence. But they're, they're infiltrating our society. What was it? One of the senators was married to a Chinese woman who had ties to like a general in China or something. Or I don't know. Just stuff like that. Like yeah. And there's Barbara Boxer. Barbara Boxer's um, uh, limo driver or one of the people, one of her staff was a Chinese spy. Been working for her for 20 years. That was the dude who was banging the Chinese chick, right? Or no? no, no, that was um, what senator? That was uh, that was um, that little weasel. Yeah. So the 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 little weasel from California. So we're talking about three or four different instances right there, off the top yeah. of our head. Imagine how deeply they're infiltrated into our society. They're deceptive, like you say. If they're going to get one up, it's crazy, man. I thought we had protocols in place to not allow that type of stuff to happen. Well, here's, and here's the thing is that the Constitution has all that stuff already in it. This is the, this is one of the things that, that, that blows my mind when I talk to people about this is that within the Constitution, originally in the Constitution, um, Congress was supposed to go into session um, at the beginning of December, right? And um, the reason for that was that they wanted to make sure that Congress met for a very short period of time and didn't get itself involved in a whole bunch of bullshit because if they met at the beginning of December, then everybody wanted to be done before Christmas so they could leave there and get home. Right. And somebody came up with the bright idea to move the session to, to January, the beginning of the session to January and it became year round. So Congress is in session year-round, and those those worthless pieces of crap have to figure out some way to justify their existence all the time. So they are constantly writing legislation. There's the the Congress of the United States is is every bit as bad as as the UN General Assembly as far as writing just stupid nonsensical pieces of legislation, all of which are illegal. I don't think Congress has passed it, passed a constitutional piece of legislation in a hundred years. You know, they, they just, they, everything that they do is illegal. Everything that Congress does is illegal. And, and the faster, the sooner that Americans start waking up and reading the constitution and understanding that that is the tool that we have to get the government under control. It's not electing the right people because the right people are never going to get on the ballot. I should be the one running against Lindsey Graham. 
Because if I was in Congress, if I went to the Senate, I would do everything to disrupt what they're trying to do and make sure that at every step of the way, somebody was notifying them that what they were doing was unconstitutional. But someone like me will never be able to get on the ballot because the Republican Party and the, and the Democrat Party control the entire process of who can get onto the ballot. How's that? Well, they're the ones who, who control the election boards. They're the ones who've set up the, the whole system for how it is that, that, you know, the process by which you get onto the ballot, the deadlines, the fees, all of that stuff. The nominating process. I mean, if you're an independent candidate, how many independent candidates do you know that have ever run for a major office that actually win? No, I can't say that I have. So you, you have right. to be you have to be a part of the club to play, right? That because was never they limit was... they limit that access, and then if you're not in the club, right? If you're not in the club, they won't even they won't even allow you to get any good press because so, the press works with them. So you're so what you're saying is even if you get a if you play the game, you get in there, and then you start pulling some shenanigans and saying what you truly want to say, they're going to cut you off. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's mm. well, they'll even vet you before that to make sure that you're not somebody who's going to do that. Right? Every once in a while, somebody gets through. So you could say I'm a Republican. They'd be like, "Well, I don't fucking care. We vetted you, and and we don't agree with what you stand for. So you can't be on the Republican ticket," is what you're saying. Right. How does that? Right. How does that even American? How does that? What? That's that's the whole thing. I mean, one of the things that George Washington said was, "Beware of political parties." And I personally believe that political parties should be outlawed, a hundred percent, because there is a political party is there to to establish an agenda and a platform, and push for the government to implement that agenda and platform. Our con- that is that is absolutely against everything that the Constitution stands for, because the what the government can and can't do is already written in stone in the Constitution. So a political party coming in with an agenda is nonsensical. If you want to have a political party for any reason, the only thing that that political party should be allowed to do is write an amendment and then try and get support for an amendment to change the Constitution to implement that agenda. Congress is not the proper way to implement any kind of agenda because everything that Congress... And the president and the courts are allowed to do, are um, supposed to do, is already written in stone in the Constitution. So straight there in black and white. I understand that there's times of change and things change and it's inevitable that things change. But whenever you're talking about rules and or whenever you're talking about God-given rights or whatever the Constitution is and how it allows a society to thrive and be who you who it is you want to be, right, without being unhindered or, or you know what i'm saying the constitution again we've had this many times look at any of the podcasts we've done with dan before and just i don't want to harsh too much on the things we've already talked about but the constitution allows us to move freely i guess is what i'm trying to say uh-huh. we it, really it, really truly don't even need a congress i mean we do but not 600 people deciding and changing laws constantly every year because those laws are already in place and they're already there and they exist in the right format in the right way for people to move freely about their lives. So why do we need every single year 
for things to keep changing and for new lawmakers and new legislation and all. You know what I'm saying? Like, does that make sense? Like, why is all this even necessary in the first place? Right. And why why would we have to have a law that's 2,000 pages? Right. I mean, that's the whole point is right there is that is that they write these laws that are so huge that there's no possible way that you could ever read the whole thing. There's no one who, who knows what the purpose of it is except to distract you from the fact that it's illegal. And it's not even what pushing in that is it is illegal. It's not even like English. It's isn't it like a certain type of it's it's English, but it's like it's called like it's something. T- there's a book. I don't know. They use it. There's, there, yeah, there's a way to write legislation where they do all these whereas's and wherefores and heretofores and all this other, yes. you know, legalese nonsense, you know, so that, you know, it's it's this big convoluted thing where you have to follow, okay, if I am this person, then I have to do this if this happens. And then, you know, and you'd have to trace everything down until you finally get to the point where you find out down at the bottom that that you know you have all of these different hoops that you have to to jump through just to do this one simple thing you know if you're going to get if you're going to drill a well on your property then there's all these requirements and everything that you have to meet before you can do that right and the 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 thing is is that is that most of the laws most of the actions by by the federal state and local government most of the things that they're involved with now are forbidden to them by the Constitution. The Constitution governs federal, state, and local governments. All of them. And what All pe- government in the United States is governed by the Constitution. And what people Restricted forget- and limited by it. And people forget that you swear upon the Constitution. All those people who are making those decisions swear upon the Constitution to uphold the Constitution. And they didn't mm-hmm. do those things in... I know we just we hit it every time. It's just so frustrating that we've gotten away from it, and that's just evil taking over over being good, right? And evil is is for some reason gathered in this large cloud that's overwhelmingly taken over the world, and people are just standing by and, and letting it happen. And uh-huh. you have things like the Constitution that don't allow those types of things to happen. And there eventually was going to be a document within the history of man. I'm never, ever, ever advocating for a utopia. But there had to have been a a document like the Constitution that would exist that would allow people to move freely and live their lives unhindered. And whether you're happy or not, it doesn't really matter, but at least you have that choice. And the Constitution is there specifically for that reason. And it is a great thing. We don't need all these politicians, man. Like I said before, I you know, in my last rant, changing it it's there it is very it's very minimal you can read it you can understand it and it applies to a large amount of population i'm sure you could throw that in china right and give it some time and and make the constitution legitimate in china it would work in a population of two or three billion people if it's on if it's uncorrupted right and i know that there's never going to be any uncorruption but the constitution works well, the the thing the thing that that we got to remember is that as far as the corruption of the Constitution is concerned, it's it's when we give up our own power that that happens because the Constitution is a contract between me and you. It's between me and you, the people. This is yeah. This is the understanding we we've decided that we're going to allow a government to exist. 
And the understanding here is, Paul, the government can do these certain things. And we've agreed to that. And if I have this idea of this great new thing that the government is supposed to do, the Constitution says, no, Dan, no. You don't get to go and, and have the government do that, no matter how good an idea you think it is. If you think it's that great an idea, you don't go to Congress, you don't go to the president, you don't go to the courts. You go to the people and you say, hey, I want to change our contract because I've got this great idea. And if I can't convince the majority of the people, the majority, like two-thirds of the people of the United States, if I can't convince two-thirds of the people of the United States that my idea is better than the way the Constitution already works, it doesn't happen. And we've gotten off the rails with all of that. So yeah. now you petition these people in Congress who whose agenda is their own profit. It's not it's not our good. It's not the good of America. It's their own profit. Backed by their lobbyists, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what they're in it for. No, I, understand. I mean, how else do you figure that some that some airhead like like uh, Nancy Pelosi is able to become a multimillionaire? Right. And people just look past it and say, oh, no, nah, it's nothing. But mm. fuck, man. Even if, again, so like whenever you try and do something about it and I, I'm never, okay, I'm not advocating for any type of violence or anything like that, but you, you see something like January 6th, right? The, the insurrection that they call it. And I watched it. I mean, parlor was the thing at that time and you see all these multiple videos and you see it happening and very crazy to witness, you know, to see this, the capital be, being taken. And I wouldn't even call it being called being taken over. And you could call me a right wing for that. If you want, I don't care. Fuck it. Um, we, the people, and you uh -huh. see that people were very, and again, maybe it was for the wrong reasons and they love Trump and they were Trump supporters and they were Trump extremists or whatever. And they didn't want to see Trump leave or whatever. People are fed up, man, with the way that things have been going. And if you do something like that ever again, you see the implications that the government comes full force with the might of the, of the, of the almighty government. And they're going to use their power to the extreme to where they'll squash any ever type of insurrection ever again, or any type of coup or try, you know what I'm saying? Like they're elite. You talk about how great America is, but that also came with a cost. And that's making the federal government so powerful that it would be extremely hard for the people to ever do anything about it. And I'm not uh -huh. just saying physically. We talk about the mental aspect as well with propaganda, brainwashing. They, they, they've they taken it from a multi-approach multi where they've hit on all angles, where they've cornered, cornered us in into this corner and we can't get out. Dan, it's scary, man. Like uh -huh. I said, man, like we're literally sinking in our noses the last part where we're breathing. And this, right. I just honestly, man, our government's so powerful, and I don't see that there's anything that people can do to change what is happening and what's going to happen. Well, the 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 biggest thing is, you know, to for people to start waking up and and realizing that the Constitution is like that list that 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 list that you left for your kids when you and your wife decided to go out for dinner, and you said, "I'll leave you at home." But here's what I want done while I'm gone. This is what you can do and this is what you can't do. And you come back and they basically disobeyed everything on the list, right? You're the adult. You get to decide how it is that you're going to that you're going to handle that. You can just decide I'm just going to go to bed and I'm not going to worry about it. Or you can say, "You know what? 
I left you a list and you didn't do this and now you're in trouble. And that's kind of the point that we need to get to where people actually take a look at what the Constitution says and hold these 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 traitors in our government to account and say, look, you're not allowed to do this. Dan, no. Dan, they shut the whole world down, man. They shut the whole mm-hmm. world down. Where is it now? And I'm not even going to say it, but where is it now? It's almost non-existent unless you read the news articles and it's somewhere in right. China and it's surging again, right? They mm-hmm. shut the fucking world down. They, they shut the economy down of everyone. They kept people in lockdown for, and, and that's in here where we live for two, you know, I mean, granted they- We let them. That's what I'm saying. We let them do it. Dude, They what I'm saying is that the grasp that, they, that whoever it is has is immense, man. It is very large and in charge. And I know that we are two people and there are maybe many millions of us who believe this, but many millions against billions of people who are brainwashed, man, that's a very tough battle to fight. I'm never going to stop fighting for what I believe in either, okay? I'll never stop doing Talk Junkies. I'd love the type. You know what I'm saying? I love this conversation. Mm -hmm. But overwhelmingly, I feel defeated every day. And I hate feeling that way, man. I hate it. And maybe that's not a good way to live life. But I feel defeated in the fact that there's someone, there's an entity that rules this world that is very evil, and they are winning, man. That's what they want you to think. That's what they want you to think. But they're playing and that's what their, they keep pushing all of this stuff. Not even pushing. They're they, play, uh, sorry, I'm going to say this one thing, and I'll let you go. It's not only what they want. They're, put, they're playing their hand, and they are forcing mm-hmm. things upon us. And in America, I know it's different. They're poking the bear, but they're not poking it fully to where it awakens. Because they know if they awaken it, that's when shit gets fucked up. Right. And my only hope is that they poke the bear too much to where they cause something like that to happen. I don't know, well, man. Here's the, here's the thing is that they want you to feel hopeless, and they want to keep you in that hopeless state. But they don't want to push you hard enough to where you go out and you start talking to people. And finding all the other people who feel exactly the same as you do. They want you to feel like you are isolated and alone. That you're the only one who feels this way. But if you do that, you're considered a terrorist organization. And they've already taken people to jail for that shit, man. Right. Because those people started started getting other people stirred up and, and, and saying you're not alone. Right. You you pay attention. You and you and Johnny and Jesse, when you guys when you three guys start talking. You know, you guys are, are on the same page. You're not alone. And there's a lot of people who agree with the perspectives that you guys are sharing back and forth. And even though y'all have different perspectives on stuff, y'all are not way separated on, on your perspectives on all this stuff. It'd be very easy for all three of y'all to get onto the same agenda and onto the same page as far as what's going on, you know? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. And there's there's a whole lot of other people that are out there, and the problem is is that right now they've made it seem as if you are alone. You're the only one who feels like this. You're the only one who sees all this stuff, and it's not true. There's a huge number of people out there who see this as well, but all of them feel like they're alone. They all feel like they're alone, and that's what they fear is that enough of us are going to pop our heads up and go, Hey, do you guys feel like you're alone in this? Do you guys, does anybody else feel like, you know, the government is just doing all this stuff. That's, that's not for us. 
Well, yeah, I do. I kind of feel like that. That's what they fear. You know, as long as they can keep you in this, in this, this bubble where you feel like it's the weight is all on your shoulders and everything is, is it's just you who sees it. Nobody else does. As long as they can keep you there, the guy next to you is sitting there thinking the same thing. And the two of you are sitting there next to each other going, man, I really wish I wasn't around all these brainwashed people. Does that make sense? No, it does, man. It does. Right. And cause, cause it's like, it's like what you said, they're throwing people in jail for saying the stuff that I'm thinking on a regular basis. I, I can't talk to this guy next to me. You know, man, if I said some of this stuff, he'd probably turn me in. And the two of you are sitting there next to each other thinking the same thing. Well, they don't even you're have, both alone. They don't even have to go that far because we're so technologically based now to where they create echo chambers and on, you know what I'm saying? You can't even, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, you can't even reach these people, man. On Facebook, I make a, a comment about, like I said, I've said this before on the podcast, I'll make a comment about my kid, post a picture, I get 150 likes, you know, multi, lots of people see it. And mm-hmm. great, I don't get on Facebook anymore, very rarely, but then I make a political po- post about how I feel in my views one person sees it. I get one like. Right. When I know that there are, you know, I have like 2,000 friends on Facebook, I have at least 50 friends who should see that post and put a like on it, right? <laughs> I'm, right. Getting, I'm getting maybe 10 mm-hmm. because now they're able to filter even that. So it's just even tougher. I don't have to be standing next to a guy thinking the same thing and be scared to say something to him whenever our communication is via social media. And they have mm-hmm. that controlled now, too, because they know that we are we don't even talk to each other in real person anymore, man. Right. Fuck. If they can if they can make it seem like only one person likes what you said, and you're like, man. And I know I went through that. I went through that for years. I oh, haven't no. been really messing with Facebook that much because they suspended my account a few months ago. They finally suspended my account after they get, kept giving me these 30-day bans and everything. They they finally went ahead and, and, and suspended it. So my account that I've had for 12 years, 13 years, 14 years, 14 years on Facebook has been, has been suspended. I don't know if they're going to delete it or what they're going to do with it, but, uh, it was because I, I, uh, I dared to, to, to protest over them constantly editing and, 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 uh, um, limiting my account. So they just suspended me. Which is fine. We're better off, man. Yeah. yeah. And you had a nice following on there, too, but that's whatever. You can yeah. always find a way to keep in contact. Well, we're a little bit over the end of the hour, man. It's been a great, fantastic conversation with you, Dan. I gotta, <laughs> we got to get you on, man, with Johnny and Jesse are here, because I know that they're really looking forward to talking to you, too, man. It's Yeah, I love coming on with you guys. You know, I love doing the one-on-ones with, with, with you as well. But it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun when when it's all four of us. Hundred percent, man. I'm right there with you. And I know that there was a time where you could have possibly came on like a month ago. Or so shit happens, man. You know, it's, it's called life, and we all go through it. And hence why Jesse and Johnny aren't here, man. Like just shit happens. And either way, man. Sorry, I don't even know where I'm going. Um, it's always a pleasure to have you on, Dan. It's fantastic. I would tell people to follow you on Facebook at the Constitution of Us, but they can't find that anymore because it, you know, it's suspended. Well, I think the Constitution of Us is still there. But you can't. Sure it's, it's still there. But my personal Facebook account has been suspended. Gotcha. So 
I've got to figure out I've got to figure out which account I've got on uh, which which account I can get back in on that so I can I can post some stuff on my my constitution page. Yeah, cuz you're the, you're the only administrator on that page, right? So you can only access it through logging into your own Facebook. Right. Cuz there's no password for a page that you created. Yeah, that's yeah, whatever. Fuck it, man. <laughs> Fuck Facebook. Well, any lasting thoughts, man, before we, before we uh Call it, call it a night? No, I think we covered some good ground here. We did, man. I think we, I think we wrapped it up pretty good. Good deal. Well, uh, we'll keep in contact, man. I'll figure out a day for, I mean, even if it's next Sunday and Johnny and Jesse are able to come on and you're free, just let me know, man. I mean, either way. But uh, best thing you guys can do before Dan leaves the page is uh, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell notification to all our junkies out there. Stay fly and ring the bell.